0: Love, To Radio Hello? Mm-hmm Wait Come Is right. it started?
1: hmm
0: Okay All right Welcome to the show, everyone This is Ginger London Thank you so much for joining us on tonight As you know, we are celebrating women um, for the month of uh, March, because it is National Women's History Month, and so uh, for the last two weeks, we are are doing something called Smart Women, and Smart uh, is an acronym for something: it's S for spiritual, M for motivating, A for achievers, R for resourceful, and T for time wise. And so we've been talking to um, different women who fit into those ca- each one of those categories. And uh, we've had some great interviews and teachings um, so far. And I'm so excited because on tonight, a very dear friend of mine is going to be joining us. And if you saw the postings on Facebook um, uh, earlier this afternoon, and uh, uh, you know that it's Kizzy Jones. And so if you may be a part of her community. And so we're so excited that she's actually here with us on tonight. And so she's going to be talking to you about um, making money with, you know, doing what you love. She's going to give us a great teaching on that. So while you're listening to the initial interview, I want you to make sure you get pen and paper ready because she's going to have some great things that she's going to share with you. You need to take notes, you know, until you can actually have access uh, to this replay. But just to give you a little background uh, about Kizzy, certified life and business coach, who was born and raised in the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana, Um, It is there she developed um, as a life learner who has an uh, innate curiosity about people and a deep passion for literature. As long as she could remember, she's always had that. So she has an amazing 14-year-old daughter, and it's her daughter that Kizzy says she feels keeps her grounded, focused, and motivated. And, um, And that's exciting to hear and know. And so she's had some major accomplishments in her life. When you hear her testimony, it's going to be just awesome. In 2005, as we all know, Hurricane Katrina hit and devastated the city of New Orleans. And it was during that time or a little after that time that as a result of this tragic event, the stage was set for Kizzy, uh, you know, for that leader in her, the giver in her, the encourager in her to actually manifest the way that we're going to experience it. Um, on this show tonight and in her life um, as of today. And so she has numerous university degrees. She'll tell you about those. But um, in 2011 is when she began attending um, Robbins Maiden, I hope I'm saying it right, Uh S Center. She'll tell you that, which is a Tony Robbins coaching school. And at that same year, she also simultaneously attended Fielding University evidence-based coaching program, which is where I met kids that we were on um, the same uh, coaching calls for a year. You know, we were in the same group, and so it's just awesome. She has taken her skills, her talents of 10 years of sales experience plus, and she has created a, a firm called Get Socialized, uh marketing firm, and she has has achieved success through uh, strength-based meth- methods and appreciative coaching. And, um, and she's just awesome, and I wanted you to hear from her because a lot of times in life we meet people, you know, whether in classes, in uh, different programs, at networking events, at, uh, you know, uh, in the restaurants, through mutual friends and things, and we always say that we're going to do things together, and, we, and you never follow up with that. And so we've been friends since um, Fieldings, and so, I know you're getting ready to, to be blessed and encouraged, and so I want you, as you hear, as we interview her, and as you hear her teach, I want you to think about um, ladies in the past who you've met, who you, you know, made a had a mutual agreement with. Call you, we're going to do something together, we're going to work together, but you never picked the phone up, you never called, you never planned anything to work with that person, you forgot all about them. That comment you made is sitting on the shelf is getting dusty. So I want you to think about that because two are better than one. You know, sometimes you have a tendency as a woman to be isolated, to be alone and try to figure things out on your own, you know, or you pick the wrong friends. And when you're trying to um, make decisions, resolve issues, because that's the wrong person connected to you, it still doesn't work out for you. So I want you to be open to reaching out to other women and establishing new friendships that will be lifelong and and mutually rewarding to both people. And so I'm going to let Kizzy come on right now and say hello to everyone, and then we're going to get right into um, interviewing her and talking to her. So how, you, how are you this afternoon, Kizzy?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much, Ginger, for
0: having me on. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, why don't you tell us your, a little bit, give us a little bit of your life testimony, your journey.
1: Well, of course, as Ginger said earlier, I was born in the city of New Orleans, Louisiana. And like a lot of people, I went through Katrina, and it was, you know, a devastating life event that really set me on a tone to my journey. Um, during Katrina, I had the unfortunate uh, uh Situation of where um, I didn't have a place to stay And I was a senior in college And I had to kind of make my way through that um, and some other life, you know, some other life tragedies that continue to happen, and I, I just pursued on. I, I, I went to go get my um, master's from Tulane University. I went on, as you say, to get my um, coaching certification from Fielding University. I attended Robin's, I attended Robbins Madonna's uh, coaching certification pro program, which is a Tony Robbins coaching program, and I just wrapped up my certification in leadership um, at Capella University. Um, I being from New Orleans, period. You know, in a, coming from a city um, that is very just an impoverished city, and being able to take my story and survive and go on to help under people, other people, I just think is um, it was an amazing feat.
0: Wow! Wow! Okay. So, well, you know. When Hurricane Katrina became intense, if you will, you know, had you um, left the city already? You know, were you like one of the first to get, you know, to to make your exit out? Or uh, did you wait a little while and almost didn't get out? You know, no, I you actually, um, I, I left pretty early.
1: You know, I never really took, you know, hurricanes as being something fun to go through. So I did leave early. And um, when the intensity of the storm hit, um, I was actually in Douglas, Georgia, with my dad and my brothers. But unfortunately, my mom and a large portion of my family stayed. And I remember one of the last conversations that I spoke with, with my mom during the storm um, she was sitting at her house, and I was, you know, we were just kind of cracking jokes, and you know, she, I was telling her, hey, you better learn how to swim because that hurricane's coming, you know. But it never really entered my mind the devastation that would happen um, after, you know, during Katrina. It just, I could never fathom, you know, my entire city being flooded. I could, I couldn't fathom, you know, losing my home and all of my belongings, and it, it was, it was, it was, it was unreal. Wow.
0: Yeah. I had some relatives that lived in New Orleans, a, a lot of relatives that lived in New Orleans at that time. And I mean, and they just, I mean, you could just say just about a, you know, just uh they would just got out before it was the, where, where it got to the place where it was locked down and you couldn't get out. You know, we kept saying, look, you guys got to get out. You got to leave. This is, you know, this is no joke. And finally, we come, we talked enough that they left and it still took them. About you know how far New Orleans is to Bat from Baton Rouge, and it took them roughly anywhere I think it was like three to five hours to come from wow. New Orleans, uptown New Orleans, to Baton Rouge near Southern University. Wow. So that's because they kept, you know, just kept lingering around and lingering around, and finally we convinced them that this was going to be a, 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 a horrific storm that they needed to leave out. And of course, well, you were
1: really lucky to do that because a lot of people, like my mom would not listen and Unfortunately, her and a lot of my family had the un you know pleasant experience of having to stay in New Orleans for the next week with no electricity, no running water um you know having experience at the Superdome
0: and at the convention center right right and i well, I had some church members a church member, her dad was still in New Orleans, and they were unsure, you know, about where her dad, you know, where he was. Because, you know, of course, it was hard to get. You couldn't get through cell phone lines, you know, the towers. Everything was just busy. But she was actually watching television. You know, they were showing you how they were rescuing people and airlifting people, and she was actually watching television and actually saw them airlift her dad off a roof. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I had
1: the same experience. I watched my cousin get airlifted off a roof, also. So that that, that situation there too is unreal to watch your family members have to go yeah. through that. Yeah,
0: you know, unreal. you you we we laugh about it now, but at the time, you know, you you're so nervous because you you know how high the water got. You know, there were some deaths, some some uh, fatalities, and uh you and you because you can't talk to anybody. That the cell phones weren't working. So you're just sitting on pins and needles and you're hoping that maybe your loved one will be the one that they interview, you know, live, you know, on the news and stuff. And so she was actually sitting in front of the television and, bam, that that go lifting her daddy off the roof. And so she was really, you know, relieved because she was like, wait a minute, I know him. You know, and it was her dad <laughs> being, yes. being lifted off the top of a roof, you know. and because then of the, she That's happened. also a blessing because
1: now you know that they're alive. That's why right. person to worry about what happened to
0: you. Exactly. And then we had relatives who actually gave us testimonies about having to wade through all that water trying Mm -hmm. to make it to either the superdome or somewhere where they could actually, you know, get to a place of safety and and at some point get out, you know, who also stayed back, didn't listen, didn't want to leave, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then we hear stories about how they had to wade through that water and it had Mm -hmm. to have been terrifying to do that because, you know, all sorts of things probably came out of all those different bodies of water that are around on New Orleans, from crocodiles to snakes and, you know, oh, my God. So I'm sure. It, it wasn't you know. even about
1: the, you have to worry about wading through the water because my mom, she had to do it. She had to walk through the water. She couldn't mm-hmm. swim, um, and she had to, you know, walk through chest-high water. But it was the dangerous part of it. You know, I have many associates and friends who unfortunately got raped, you know, at the Superdome or in New Orleans while they were there. Um, There were murders happening left and right, unfortunately. So it wasn't just about having to survive the water. It was having to survive all the chaos that was going on in the city where there is no law enforcement. There's nobody. There's nobody. And there's nowhere to go in a city that's hot, no electricity, no food, no water, and just chaos.
0: Exactly. So how did that Experience, and I know you were out. You know, you didn't have to go through all of that. But you know, just being from there and having uh, emotional ties uh, to that oh experience, how did that I was, impact? Oh, I was traumatized child?
1: for years later. Yeah. <laughs> I was so traumatized because it really did set my set the stage for my life because at that time, you know, I was young. I was I was doing what young people, you know, do. I was very materialistic. I was really all about me. You know, I I just I just didn't know that things like that could happen. And when you're a very materialistic person, And then you lose all of your materialistic things. You lose your identity. And that was really hard for me to try to recreate myself because I no longer had all the things that I had before. I no longer had a home. I no longer had anywhere to go to. I was displaced. I'm living in a place that I don't know. And now I don't even know myself. So it was extremely hard. And I, I, you know, went through a lot of things um, after Katrina um, but now that I look back I'm I'm really grateful because it really gave me the opportunity to, to start to start fresh and to really search to, to be something more than I was.
0: Right. And you know, when you look back over that, can you say, uh you know, what uh was that uh influential impact? Was it uh being able to um get beyond the, the um trauma you know, the trauma or was it um now having been put in a position where your your all of your giftings, your talents, your abilities. Now I have to do something to fend for myself out here. I got to make something happen, you know, so that I can move beyond. How, how did it uh, influence you to move forward? How did
1: Katrina influence me to move forward? Yeah,
0: having experienced that, and you know the 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 trauma. Once you were healed from the trauma, what hey. happened? i say that
1: my daughter was always the reason why I pushed through so many situations in my life. I don't have time to feel sorry for myself. I, I just don't. Because when you have someone else to take care of, you know, it's really hard to have pity parties because you're so focused on a solution. How do I get out of this? How do I fix this? How do I redesign my life? And I think that that's always been the key to me surviving certain things. It's just that I refuse to give up. And then I always try to look on the brighter side of things. Well now I do. You know, and and, and what lessons can I learn from this and how can I grow from this.
0: Oh, okay, right. Okay, so our theme this year for celebrating women is smart women. And um as you know in coaching, smart means something when you're talking about goals and I kinda of took that and kind of revamped it a little bit. So for us SMART is an acronym for spiritual, motivating, achievers, resourceful, time-wise. Those are the characteristics of smart women. So what what are some of the smart lessons that you've learned just in the last year? Could you repeat the acronym, please? S uh, is spiritual, M is motivating, A is for achieving, R is for resourceful, and T is time-wise.
1: And in the question again?
0: What are some of the smart lessons? It doesn't have to be related to that acronym. Just what what are some smart lessons that you learned in the last year, lessons that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt you're going to hold on to, that, you know, sometimes we can learn a lesson. It's like a fly-by-night lesson. But then there are those lessons that really uh, make a difference in our lives, that we hold on to them like, I'm never going to forget this, you know, what are one or two lessons, whether it was starting your business, whether it's in business, whether it's about your, your you personally? Wow. Uh,
1: you know, what this year you- has been an amazing year for me. Um, I've probably ex- expanded more this year than I, I ever have in my life, and with that came a lot of lessons. As far as as far as you know, personal. I think the biggest transformation came in the realm of my mind. I came to the realization that you know, I I I found out who I was and where I was going, and and all the situations that came about that stresses other people out and um, uh, takes them off of their course, I learned how not to pay attention to that. Um, I, I basically discovered um, that I am capable um, of doing whatever it is I want. I let go of excuses. Um, and I found myself challenging myself and then achieving a lot more goals that I wanted to achieve before that emotional instability and other things had hindered me from achieving.
0: Okay, so it's good to hear you talk like that. I remember when we were in the uh, coach certification program, and when you, <laughs> when we were in there, <laughs> you know, what, what did you learn about yourself and your life purpose? Oh you know we not I guess I guess a part of this story is tied to my
1: life purpose, and I always tell this story because it was such an awakening time in my life, and I remember going to this this coaching school, and I remember believing that I was going to get one thing out of it and and I wasn't getting that, and because I wasn't getting that and I was getting something else, you know all they were talking about was corporate coaching corporate coaching, and I really wanted to with individuals, and I remember how upset I was, and I remember how against the grain I was, and I remember how much I complained about that. And then one key thing happened. I remember being in Santa Barbara and sitting in coaching class, and I was complaining because we weren't doing anything on personal coaching. And I remember the professor looked at me and said, you know, you have a very dogmatic personality. And I remember like, what in the world? You know, being honest, I didn't know what that meant. And so I'm in a room (laughs) with a whole bunch of (laughs) And I'm like, okay And then he goes back to, you know, doing what he was doing And it was not until two years later that I actually looked up that word And I found that it meant that it was very closed off personality Unable to accept information And when I realized this And I thought about my experience at that university I realized that he was right And that, you know, I wasn't susceptible to a lot of the information that I was learning because I was so frustrated on, you know, not getting what I wanted that I missed out on the opportunity to learn so much. And so what that did, it was it just kind of opened my awareness that even when I'm in a situation that I don't want to be or I'm dealing with something that I don't want to deal with, that always be open to new information. You never know where great information comes from because a lot of that stuff that we learned at Fielding University that I had to go back when I came to this realization, I had to go back mm-hmm. and read all of these books because, you know, you, you pay $1,000 for something, you might as well get something out of it. And I went back and I reread all of these books and all of the stuff that they were teaching in uh-huh. Fielding University I use now. I work with, with my business clients. And mm-hmm. so and it just kinda let me know that always be open to new information. Never be closed minded. Always be open. Because you never know when you're gonna need the information that's presented to you.
0: Right. And I think I think that when when um, when I look back over it, and I, and I replay it, you know, um it was it was a uh, not that I mind, but it was a little bit more academic than I thought that it was going to be. And so, when you when you are hungry for a particular thing in life, especially when it's related to your purpose, you know, and uh, what you have been assigned to do, you know, reading a whole bunch of books is not the that's not the first thing on the agenda, you know, for you, you know. So you could easily be sitting in a class in a uh, a coaching group, you know, like. You know, pick up the speed, you know, for me, it was like, oh, we need to pick up the pace here, you know, because I, you know, I knew that I was supposed to be there, but I also was hungry for something more. And so it was a good experience, um, but I was just, it was just interested, I was interested in knowing what you had, what you learned about yourself from going through that coaching uh, <gasps> Uh, co-certification, you know, because I I think for me, I already knew what what I was gifted at and what, you know, abilities that I had. I even knew about um, being able to ask power questions, you know, because I learned that from actually getting a master's in um, counseling at Oral Roberts University, which there was no coaching anything during the time that I was getting that. And so um, I think for me it was more of, you know paying attention to you know the gifts that I had and the abilities and and the knowledge that I had and 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 actually taking a moment to to organize them you know in such a way that I was going to strategically attach coaching to what my life's purpose is yes. so it wasn't it wasn't like I was trying to find myself so to speak but it was mm-hmm. more of You know, what part of me connects to coaching and how does that connect to uh, what I'm already, you know, what my purpose in life is anyway. So how does this play into that and how do I fit this in where I'm comfortable with having it attached to what my life purpose is? Because you don't want anything attached to your purpose that's not supposed to be there. So, yeah, so. That That's that's interesting. And so before we get into your teaching, tell us a little bit about your um, Get Socialized marketing firm. Tell us, how did that come about for you? Well, you know, I started my coaching after we graduated
1: in 2011. I set out and I was just like, wow, you know, now I know how to coach. You know, uh, like I said, with Fielding, you know, we learned a lot from them, and I learned a lot from Tony Robbins' coaching program, and I was really ready. And and then we acquired that, you know, for me it was the coaching hours that we had to do to be board certified and all of that stuff and to even graduate. And I was so ready to start my business, but both companies were missing that component. They didn't teach us after school how to go out and start a business. So we were kind of up to our own devices. And I remember, okay, now I know how to coach. Now what do I do? I have no idea. And the first thing I did was I tried to build a website, and then I I, I tried to do it, and it looked like you know it didn't look good, and then I paid people, and they would run off with my money and never give me my you know or, or provide the service that they said they were going to do. And it was really about me trying to build my coaching business that I learned a lot about online marketing. Um, I learned how to design websites, and I learned how to build apps, and I learned all the things that I needed to make my business successful. Um, And then once I learned all the things that I needed to make my business successful, and then I started, you know, um, working with other companies and and, and providing my services to them, then I realized that this is what, I'm sorry, this is what every business needs. You know, um, they they need a website. They need apps. They need mobile marketing tools. They need this. They need that. And they need this to come from somebody that they can trust, that's reliable, with um, reasonable prices that people can afford. And I couldn't find any of that out there. And so I created it because
0: I couldn't find it. Right. You know, I think it's you're you're absolutely right. As, you know, once we went through those um, coaching programs and you come, you finish those uh, certification programs. And you're like, okay, well, what do I do with this? You know, and then people who really, <laughs> I guess you could say, could tell you how to what to do with it. Um, it's the fees are so astronomical. You know Yeah, you're like, you know, You'll I gotta do, keep you know, searching.
1: I got a quote one time on, you know, building a website, and it was $1,400. What are you going to do for me for $1,400 when all I want is a four-page website? You know, you know and, and it, was, it was kind of crazy going out there. So what I found was I was able to combine my passion with, you know, with providing services. So I still get to coach. I still get to sit down with entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and work with them on designing their dream and and, and building a business plan, but I also get to turn around and provide them the services. So I I just don't teach them how to build a website. We're going to sit down and and design the site that you want so you'll get a website. We're going to build an app that you want. If you need a, you know, a mobile marketing tool, we're able to provide that. If you need social media, we're able to provide that. If you need content writing, we're able to provide that. So it's, you know, really being not only the the, the coach that helps guide them, but providing all the resources and tools that they that they need to be successful.
0: Right, and I can remember telling you when we were in Santa Barbara, and even when we left and we graduated. You know, when you told me your 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 background, you know, I said, you know, um, all of that, all of those things are assets for you. That sales background yes. that you have is awesome. You know, and I remember I kept saying, don't leave anything behind. You have to bring all that into it because it plays in there. The experience that you got from sales from working from companies, you know, selling different things. I'm sure it all comes into play, and it's all knowledge, and it's all experience that's that's actually monetizable for you. You know, you can monetize that knowledge. And yep. so any, any women that are listening uh, live, listening by radio, on your phone, you know, maybe you've gone through some type of certification program and you're coming out saying, like, well, how do I get started? Well, go back and look over your life your assets or any any knowledge, skills, abilities, any training that a company may have sent you to that you work for, you know, anything you did on a previous job, pull it all together and do an, uh, an inventory of what it is that you know and what you're good at and see if it fits into what you're trying to do now. Don't leave anything behind because sometimes if you leave it behind, you'll find yourself paying for something twice or paying more money than you should. Some people, I'm sure, have gotten taken in by that $1,400 website builder. You know, I yeah. can remember when years ago when I had my, in 2006, I think it was, um, when I went to a guy and asked him about building my website. And, uh, he wanted $10,000 for a website? <laughs> you know, and my sister, who was a software engineer, told me, wait a minute, no, can't, don't do that. I wasn't going to do it anyway because I wasn't paying $10,000 for a website. And she said, I'm going to show you how to build your own website, and it won't cost you anything. And she did. And she said, I'm going to start it for you, and then I'm going to show you how to maintain it. So, you know, you have to – that's why I said earlier, you know, pay attention to who's around you, who can teach you something and show you how to do something. And then maybe just as Kizzy, as she's searching for her own, she realizes now I've gained some some, uh, more – knowledge and experience, then now I can go out and help other people, and they don't have to pay that astronomical fee that somebody else is paying. um,
1: Ginger, you were really the key to really launching me into online success. Um, I really want to take the time to thank you for being my mentor and motivating me, keeping me grounded and focused. And really helping me to achieve the level of success that I have right now because you really opened my eyes to things that I had never knew existed, and I really do appreciate
0: that, and I will always be grateful to you for that. I'm oh, so blessed. You. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's such a it's a it's a humbling and an honoring uh, thing to hear. I, I I remember when we were in the coach training program, we'd go back to the hotel room and cut up, you know. So you know, and uh, you know, and. and Just chit-chat, if you will, for, you know, not saying the other – but, you know, and then after – It wasn't chit-chatting.
1: It was absorbing all the knowledge that you have, that you were so grateful to – I was so grateful that you shared it with me. You know, I literally – I'm telling you this now. I would not be where I am without your coaching. I would not be.
0: Blessing lessons and, and you know it's always there for you and that's why I was saying earlier if you if you you know you have to make lifetime, lifetime lifelong if you will friends friend have lifelong friendships with other women and other people period because everything that we do in life is not something we have to pay for you know so we have to learn to share um, our knowledge yeah. I'm not telling you to give away the whole you know uh, your whole mind to somebody if you will you know as an just figuratively speaking, but there should be some information that you don't mind sharing with people. I always call that the uh, public giveaway pile, you know, and then I have the private stash, and that's the stash that you got to pay for, you know. But I have friends who I share things with who are trying to, you know, be successful, trying to get somewhere in business, whether or they're trying to get further along in ministry. And why would I, you know, I, I just don't sit back and watch my friends struggle. I say, look, do this. You know, yeah. and then I yeah. told them, do this. Once you do this, let me know what happens right here and then do this. But there are other, you know, but other people will come along. And, of course, we are like we are business and life coaches. So people do have to pay for our services. But I do have um, a a some information that I freely release to people, and then I have that information that I call the private stash. Those are services that you have to actually uh, pay for. I can't just give you everything because you have to make, as we've learned, in that you have to make an investment in yourself, you know, so and sometimes you have to do that by investing in someone else's knowledge, you know, so thank you so much for saying that. And so lately, though, you have been my uh, motivator in encouraging me to go further and further and further you know, in doing even more than what I'm doing. And so that truly has blessed my life. You know, it's whenever you're in this kind of relationship, it should always be mutually beneficial. You know, it's not yes. just one-sided. The other person needs to also be able to say how you have influenced um their life, and so I can freely say and honestly say that you have been a major impact in the last year, encouraging me to do more, step out, go, you know, do more things, you know. And I have another friend that's saying, you know, she puts it a different, you know, you're a little calmer with it. She says, if I had just an inch of knowledge that you have, I'd be further than you, you know. Did you hear that? You'd be like, okay, but. um <laughs> So you have blessed my life as well. And so, audience, I, you know, tonight, Kizzy is going to be teaching us on finding prosperity in your purpose, how to make money doing what you love. So I want you to take a minute, take a moment, if you will. If you don't have pen and paper already, reach over somewhere, grab your a notebook, an ink pen or a pencil, whatever you write with. Get you a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, maybe a cold um, soft drink or uh, iced tea or something and really pay attention to this because um, even if you have a full-time job and you just want to make some residual income or some extra income on the side, you still need to hear this because everybody's not going to be an entrepreneur. Everybody's not going to be a business owner, a nonprofit founder, or, or organization founder. Everybody's not going to do those things, but you could be on a job happy with your career, and still be making money with some, doing something else that you love to do as well. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people have part-time jobs, if you will. Well, if, you, if you're if you somebody who just really needs a part-time job or want one, then why not make your part-time job uh, be uh, make money with doing something that you love to do rather than just going out there, getting a retail job or a Burger King job, Find out what it is you love to do and then monetize that so it can be that extra income for you. Or if you're searching for your purpose and trying to figure out what it is you want to do or maybe you do know what you want to do, she's going to teach you how to make money doing what you love. You know, your life's purpose, you know, is not just for you to go out there doing good and never being able to eat the food, you know, eat from the fruit of your labor. You know, there's, you're going to be a blessing to somebody and the blessing should come back to you. Uh, because of what you have, what you know, what you do, those kinds of things. And so I hope you're ready. We're going to give Kizzy uh, the floor in uh, just a moment. So as they're getting ready, Kizzy, uh, getting their notebooks and pens and stuff, just briefly tell us what, you know, give us uh, some uh, what we should expect from this teaching. Well, I kind of want to piggyback
1: on something that you just said. For people who are out there who have jobs, because not everybody is kept from the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial cause. So for those who who are out there who have jobs, and they absolutely love their jobs, but they kind of lack passion for it, Um, I have a couple of, you know, tips for you to um, to try to help revitalize that at your job because some people might just, you know, maybe they just need to move laterally. Maybe they just need to figure out if they work better in the field with teams or if they work better in their cubicle alone at their desk. And then they should just try within the company that they love working with, just try to move, you know, unilateral through the organization to a a place where they feel, you know, um, that they're passionate about. All right.
0: So if you're ready, we're ready to hear from you.
1: Okay. Um, So, well, thank you, Ginger, for having me on. I am extremely excited to talk to your audience. And today I want to discuss how to make money doing what you love and the five laws you must follow in order to achieve super success. And when I talk about super success, I not only talk about the, the financial part, the money, the, the clothes, the houses, but I'm talking about in truly being fulfilled in life, fulfilled in what you're doing. I'm talking about really having a passion for getting up in the morning and going out to work. And, and, and that is something that working at a regular job where you're not content at but you're making all the money in the world is not going to give you fulfillment. So the first law, that we want to focus on is defining your purpose. So in Webster's Dictionary, purpose is defined as a reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. I'm going to repeat that. Purpose is defined as the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. And because we all woke up this morning, we all have a purpose. And when a person finds their purpose, They contact their reason for being. And it is imperative that you discover your purpose because the alternative to not finding your purpose is living with the feeling of never being fulfilled regardless of the amount of money that you make. And the saddest thing in the world is being a successful failure. Now, a lot of you are saying, like, what is a successful failure? A successful failure is somebody who has all the trappings in the world. They have the houses. They have the money. They have the cars. But they do not have fulfillment. And because they do not have fulfillment, they are always in wanting, and they are always searching for something more than them. So I'm going to give you a tangible example of living on purpose. About a year ago, well, a little over a year ago, I decided that I was going to step out on faith and really put my foot forward into my company. I had been teeter tottering, doing the job thing, and and I really liked my job, but I really had a passion from really wanting to go out there and work with people and help them to achieve their dreams. It was I, I realized that it was top for me to you know time for me to stop straddling the fence between building somebody else's company and working on my own business. So I started to piece together. All the knowledge that I had, and, and Ginger spoke about this earlier, piecing together the knowledge that you have to create your business. It works, it works, it works. So I sat down and I pieced together all the aspects of the business that, you know, outside influential people were telling me, oh, that just sounds like you're scattered. But that's what I was looking for. I was looking for a business that was going to give me everything, I, I, I was looking for a partner. success and I could not find it and everybody was telling me oh you know putting all those things together you know that might not be too good of an idea but I did it and I went I separated from my company stepped out onto faith and just in a little over a year I have 100 clients throughout the United States and I am swiftly swiftly expanding my company so before we Move on. I want to give you a little homework that will help you kind of discover what your purpose is. And one of the things I want you to do is I want you to explore your childhood. What did you like as a child? Mine, I love to write. I have been writing since I was in the third grade. My bachelor's is in mass communications. My master's is in liberal arts. And all I have done is write, write, write. Right, right. Even when I didn't know that writing was my purpose.
0: All I did
1: was write, right, right, right. Because that's what I like to do. So now when I when I work with clients and I'm writing content for their websites, it's not a job. I, I, I love what I do. So so often exploring our childhood would often bring about things that we were passionate and excited about. The second thing that I want you to do is explore what you love to do now. If you really, really, really love hiking, then maybe you should start a hiking adventure something. Maybe you should, you know what I'm saying, uh, become a professional hiker and, and get advertisers and sponsors. It's whatever you want to do, but it's whatever you like to do. Just explore those things. If you like golfing, if you like singing, whatever it is that you want to do, explore those options and, and connect them to your purpose. So now I want to move on to Law 2. Law 2 is you have to create a compelling vision of your future. You have to create a vision because your vision is a road map to your purpose. Is the steps that you must take to get to your ultimate state of being. You have to have an end goal. You have to have a vision. And I remember my pastor was preaching about this, you know, one day, and this was several years ago, and he was talking about, he was watching the movie um, Nelson Mandela, and we were talking about how Nelson Mandela had always had this vision Of how South Africa should be And in the midst of his life He was taken away to jail And told that he would remain there For the remainder of his days And they put him in a room A tiny little room Where he can barely stretch his arms out And touch the sides of the walls. In this tiny little room He was there for two decades And who would have thought As they walked by that tiny little room With that man in it that they were walking by the next president of South Africa. And that is the type of vision that we need to have. We need to have vision when all of our circumstances are saying that that is impossible. We need to believe in it regardless of what happens in our lives. Now, I want to give you a little exercise in helping you to design your vision, and I want you to write your legacy. What will people be saying about you long after you're gone? Because when we are designing a, 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 a vision that's meaningful, it has to encompass others. And when your vision encompasses others, it will live Past you And I once heard somebody say It's not about, you know, on your tombstone It's not about the day that you were born Or the day that you died It's about that squiggly line In the middle What are you going to accomplish? What are you going to leave behind For the next generation? What do you feel strongly about Enough to leave it behind For the next generation? Ask yourself those questions Law three, you have to cultivate passion. Once you have discovered your purpose, it needs to be accompanied with passion. And what is passion? Passion is defined as a very strong feeling about a person or thing. It is an intense emotion and a compelling enthusiasm or desire for something. And the key to finding your passion is discovering what makes you happy. What do you love to do? What will get you up early and keep you up late? You know, sometimes I get so excited about what I'm doing. And who would have thought I would get excited about designing websites? and But sometimes I get so excited that I can't even sleep at night. I'm past the point where I can think properly to work, but I'm so excited that I'm living in my passion that I can't even go to sleep. For the first six months, I swear, I dreamed about building websites and apps, and I would wake up, and my boyfriend was just like, why, you know, that would bother him if I dreamed about work all night. That, that that would just be annoying to me. But I didn't mind because I loved it because it is my passion to do this. So I have a few questions that I really want you to ask yourself when we're trying to discover the passion in our purpose is that, that if you can have Anything in life that you really want, what would it be? What would it be? If you could develop any quality that can make your life better, what would that be? Who are people out there that are living the life that you want? To live. And I'm going to give you a little tip about this. When you really, really, really discover your purpose and, you, and, you're, and you're gearing up to, you know, uh, uh, you know, with that passion, you need to read the bios of people you want to be about. Their bios will give you a roadmap to what they have done, how they have survived uh, uh, harsh times, how they were successful how they stayed to success even when things in the world were changing, I really encourage you to read people's bios. So law number four, you have to learn how to overcome challenges. When you are living on purpose, you will come in contact with all kind of challenges, and they will be from your home life, they will be from your work life, They will be from your recreational life. Challenges come up. And we all have to learn how to deal with it because so many people fail at this. And when you fail at this, you often fail with living out your purpose because people give up. You cannot give up on your dreams, on your vision, on your purpose because it will happen. You just have to learn how to overcome challenges. And we spoke earlier about Katrina because that was one of my biggest life challenges because I had to refocus. I couldn't stay the victim of Katrina. I had to see what was in front of me. I had to see the end point of the goal. So where I was really didn't matter because I knew that the end of this is that I would achieve my my vision, and I remember after Katrina, um, I moved back to New Orleans because I wanted desperately to finish school. I was a senior at Dillard University, and um, I, I I just saw I just thought if I if I stayed in Virginia that I would never graduate. So I went back home and I and I lived with several friends, you know, and I was from here and there, and then um, I found myself homeless. And I found myself sleeping in my truck with my four-year-old daughter. And I would drop her off at school during the day, and then I would go to school during the day. And then we would, you know, after I would pick her up, we would go to, you know, some of my friends' houses and, and take showers. And then we would sleep in various areas around the city of New Orleans. And I remember sitting in my truck, um, and at this time I was actually in West Wego, Louisiana, um, in front of a lake. And I remember watching my daughter sleep in the back, and I remember staring at this lake, and I remember just this feeling of overwhelming sorrow coming to me. And I remember this voice telling me that I needed to, uh, you know, just, just give up. You know, look at you. You're, you're homeless, and you're still trying to go to school. What are you doing? Just Just leave. And I remember saying, no, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm not going to sit here and feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to sit here and let this be the defining moment of my life where I get defeated. This is not going to happen. And I trudged through it, and I survived. And so when I ask you, when you face different challenges, you have to look at them. You have to look at them with a different focus, do not stay and focus on what you don't have because where you are right now, it doesn't matter because you know where you are going is going to be great. And when I say that, that leads us into my fifth law, which is faith. Now, faith faith is the most amazing thing that I can say that I've incorporated in my life over the last year. It is the trusting and the realization that what you want is going to happen regardless of the situation that you are faced with. We have all seen people who have came from um, uh, impoverished lives and have went on to accomplish great things. It is because during their lifetime when they would run into challenges, they would address these challenges with faith. And with faith is exactly how I was not only able to survive Katrina, but I was able to survive several other life-changing events. It's because I knew the things that I was going through were all for my good. They were all supposed to be a part of my journey. They were all supposed to teach me something that was going to elevate me to the next level. And that's all through faith because when you know who walks beside you, you are never Ever, ever alone So some things that, you know, I want to encourage you to do um, As I conclude this Is I want you to think, you know, over your life And I want you to see where you are and, and, And where you're going And I really want you to sit down and define your purpose I want you to create that more compelling vision I want you to cultivate that passion that we talked about that you have to have in order to be success. I want you to face challenges head on and keep going and not let them get you down because they are the things that will completely take you out the game if you let them. So you have to learn how to face challenges and you have to learn how to face your challenges with faith because that that is the key. To everything Unwavering faith Unwavering belief That God is going to bring you To where he said he's going to bring you And that he is never going to let you down It's all about faith And that is my conclusion Thank you
0: Awesome, awesome So we're very excited about that And you know if you don't mind Kizzy I want us to take this just a little bit further Because you took I mean you know you really laid the foundation And you gave us several examples And um, so we're going to deposit just a few nuggets, you know, into them. So, you know, if you are, Ooh, yes. you mentioned, you mentioned um, like if somebody like uh, loves writing, you know, if you're somebody, we're just going to give you a couple examples, ladies, of, you know, what you may love to do and then it, ways that you can actually, you know, make money. But first you got to put these laws into place because we can give you these nuggets or we can give you these um, ways to make this money. Make money doing what you love, but if you don't have these five principles or laws in place, you're going to struggle even more because, you know, you, you really need all five, period. You know, um, it's just without knowing what your purpose is, you don't even know which way to go. Period. You know, and so, uh, I, you know, I, I have a program called Understanding Your Calling, and it talks about developing, deli- uh, discovering, developing, and delivering your greatest potential. How do you find out what your purpose is? And once you find that out, what is it, you know, uh, what is it that God has called you to, who are you, who are you supposed to be, what are you supposed to do, then how do you develop it, you know, what is it to become. And then once you know what it's to become, then where do you take it, where do you deliver it. We, we're we not going to all service everybody. We have a targeted group that we are assigned to. And if you don't know some of the basics, like these five laws, you're going to be, you you will struggle for a long time in trying to, um Build a business, start a ministry, um, make money on the side, if you will. So one of the examples that you gave is somebody who may enjoy writing. So you know, I have a few ideas running around in my head. What what would you what what how would you tell them they can make money writing? And you probably have some of the same ideas I got going on in my head. What let's let's give them like three things they can do to make money writing. I would
1: say the first thing, if if you're really good at what you do, I would say contract yourself out as a ghostwriter. There are thousands of people out there, millions probably, looking to publish and create their their own material. I would say target them. Become a freelancer and offer your services to them. I would also say that you need to start blogging, and you need to start blogging about things that have sponsors. Because sponsors will pay you money to write articles about their products or have their products some products or services some way incorporated into your blog, so I would say that would be a great way of doing that
0: right know um,
1: and the other thing is partnering up with other companies and 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 offering your services um a lot of you know website companies they need content writers because you know websites and businesses they need content to get out there. So partner up with them. Those are two things. Absolutely,
0: <clears throat> absolutely. I was gonna uh, say something similar, uh, basically about the blogging. You know, if you if you know that you like writing and you want to get started at it, you want to try your hand at it. Create your free blog and start writing about what it is you love. You know, if you have a favorite subject, start writing on, start putting articles out there about that favorite subject. Post your articles on Facebook. Post them. Post a link on uh, Twitter and on LinkedIn. You know, when you're on LinkedIn, let people um, uh, acknowledge you. I forgot the exact term that they call it. You know, where they um, uh, endorse you. You know, as a as a writer, endorse you as a blogger or uh, knowledgeable knowledgeable in a particular area. You have to start I doing am- what. The little bitty things you know that set you up to be able to have money drawn or pulled in your direction if you are let's say you love to, you know you love to talk you know like you, I, you you said something that was um uh that resonated with me you said go back and think over your childhood and look at what you used to love to do, you know you know sometimes we can go back in our childhood and I find out that i I really did like to talk a lot, you know so <laughs> You know, just talk to And then my mom said I read a lot. I read, read, just read all the time reading, you know. And I talked a read. lot. Yeah. And see, like when I was in college and we had to take a, a speech, uh, speech class, I didn't have any problems with getting up in front of the group to do the speech. None. You know, people are nervous about speaking in, in public and all. When I had to take that speech class at Southern University, I didn't have any problems whatsoever getting in front of that class making that speech. So, And even now, no problem whatsoever. So maybe you're somebody – go ahead. What were you going to say? Hey, you know, the the interesting part about it, that I am deathly afraid of
1: public speaking.
0: Really? I, yeah, you did
1: say I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm deathly afraid of it. When I would give presentations in college, I would freeze up. <laughs> Not even finish the presentation Stutter over the words I wouldn't remember half the stuff Because I was so nervous Because all eyes were on me But that's what I talk about When you are living in your purpose And you have passion about what you do mm-hmm. Then all of those fears and worries They go away I gave, you know wow. I, I I had a, um, a, a group meeting yesterday Where I, I lectured on the same thing And, you know It just went perfectly and and I just remember and I, and I thought about afterwards how I used to kind of stutter over my words in college when I would give presentations. But it just showed me when you're living in your passion and you're, you're living on purpose, nothing will hinder you. It won't. Right. All of and
0: the things that you have,
1: you'll yeah.
0: pass. Right. You know, we'll go pull all that stuff together. Maybe you're somebody who, you know, like me, likes to talk or you have a desire to be a speaker. There's ways that you can make money um uh, doing what you love right now. Even though you may not um be uh very skilled at it, you're still growing in it. You're still developing uh your skills as a speaker, but there's still things that you can do right now. Like for example if somebody um is having an event and they need a seminar leader or they need somebody to do exhortation or words of encouragement. If you know you right now you're just a fifteen minute speaker, then guess what? Pull yourself together, get your bio straight, you know, um uh yes make a list of uh, topics that you know that you are knowledgeable of and that you're okay with teaching and talking about. And then you need to start, you know, if if a door comes open, you want to take it. Sometimes people, you know, when you're, first of all, nobody really needs to know you're just starting. Let's get that straight. But, Sometimes people have events and conferences where the budget is not that big. And so they may say, hey, we need a seminar leader. We can only pay our seminar leaders, you know, $100 for teaching uh, for two different uh, sessions, you know, or we can only pay $75. If you're just getting started and you're trying to feel your way through and that opportunity comes available, take it. Take that opportunity. It gives you the experience that you need. It puts you up in front of people. When you're in front of that group, if you know you're trying to build um, uh, that type of platform and you want people to know who you are, even though they're not paying much at that time, then guess what? You need to – that's when – I'm up. You know, you're not going to get paid that much, but you need to say, Hey, can I, ask, can I pass out this handout where I can collect email addresses or, or contact information so I can stay in contact with the people that actually come to my session? And most of the time, they say yes. And so, if that's the case, right there, you're building you know, a foundation for what it is that you're going to want, that you want to do. And you're also building a base of potential customers, clients, to actually begin to generate that revenue. Somebody else in that audience that's listening to you teach maybe getting ready to have their own event or they know someone that's having an event. And they'll say, hey, you know, I was sitting on a seminar class, on a class and so-and-so was teaching and I got her information. You really need to get her. You know, so if you're a speaker you know speak every chance that you get don't be afraid to um tell people that you charge a fee you don't have to go around saying you know i just got so i'm just getting started so i don't charge that much so this is all i'm asking mhm speak with confidence if you if you uh want to not sure of how to to price out your services ask them what is their what does their budget allow for you know and then Partner with somebody, as Kizzy said, and and and, and um, feed each other. You know, hey, what what, do you, what is the normal fee for um, a 30-minute class or a 45-minute class? Or what do you think I should charge for uh, a one-hour seminar that somebody's asking me to teach? You know, I'm just getting started. You know, that kind of – a lot of times I think we miss it, Kizzy, when we uh, walk around sometimes when, when people are just getting started and they're walking around saying, I'm just getting started, so I'm not going to charge that much. Well, in the long run, what happens is... But to you know what?
1: I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. When I first got started, I charged very little money, and I was pulled aside by actually one of my clients who told me, you are grossly, grossly, grossly <laughs> yeah. undervalued what you're doing. Yeah. And exactly. I'm going to take my because I like my price, and I'm <laughs> going to, you know, to encourage you. To raise your prices, and I'm going to tell you something else that yeah, I learned. Yeah, I guess what I mean
0: by that is you don't have to. From say that situation,
1: that. is a lot of mm-hmm. people when you, you know when you're first starting out and you're telling yourself well, you need to charge a lot less for your services because you're just starting out. A lot of people do not value stuff when they don't really pay for it. I'm just going to right. tell you that they exactly. don't. They don't value it. Exactly. And so charge what you're worth. And exactly.
0: And what happens, though, is the same people. Now, what you can do if you, you know, you're just not, that confidence level is just not there yet. What you can do instead of saying, I'm just starting, what you can do is have a pre-launch sale or a um, uh, launching uh, promotion. Or you can say, "I'm, I'm offering a special promotion right now. But we get away from thinking that I'm just starting, and so I can't charge that much. Or, I, you know, no, like Kizzy said, what's the value on the information or your teaching or your time, your knowledge, you know, and just say, hey, for the next six months, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a, a special promotion going on right now. You know, regular price, regular price for me to come and speak, the regular fee is this. But right now, you can get me for this amount right here. And, you know, no one has to know that you're just starting per se. It's a lot of folks that just started and Right now, they're already in the six figures. So you really have to be confident in knowing that whatever it is that you – Say you love to do or want to do, you're going to have to build your confidence because if you don't, you're not going to see the fruit of your labor the way that you want to see it because you're going to shortchange yourself. So if you if you want to be a speaker, whether you're um, in the motivational speaking or if you're on the um, um, conference circuit or if you're going to be uh, doing seminars yourself, you know, and workshops yourself, a lot of people go to a lot of this. You have knowledge that people will pay for, you know, uh, maybe you want to be a retailer, you know, and say, hey, you know, how do I make money selling? I have a job. You know, I don't want to cold turkey quit my job and try to open up my own retail store. So how do I do that? There are ways that you can do that. You know, let's say, for example, you want to own a boutique. Well, you know, you're not, you know, instead of trying to offer everything right now that you would have in your boutique until you get to the place where you can have a building with the fixtures and the, Uh, mannequins and all this, whatever else you're going to need, you could start with selling fashion jewelry right now, or you could start with selling accessories, handbags or um, hair pieces, or you could start with just a few clothing items, or maybe you could start with handbags, legitimate handbags, no knockoffs. You could start with real fashion handbags right out of your home. You don't have to give up your job. It's a way to make money doing what you love or what you desire to do, without you having to uh cold turkey give up everything in order to do it. And you can see you can see yourself progressively moving into the fullness of doing that if you want to do it full time. So it's a number of ways to really make money doing what you love to do. We're just giving you some examples. Maybe you want to be a life coach. Maybe you want to be a business coach. I would tell everyone um who wants to do that I I'm and you could tell me um Kizzy if you agree i think you really need to get some kind of training if you're going to do um it may not be as intense as the one that we went through but you need to get some kind of training if you're going to be a life coach or a business coach because as much as we think we know about people you'll learn a whole lot more about oh guiding definitely
1: and, yeah i i, I agree with that because you know a lot of people assume that they're coaches because everybody comes to them with their problems and then they help them solve them so they're like, Oh, you know, great, I'm a coach and but the 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 part that you're missing is the proper training. The proper training on listening. The proper training on ethics. You know, things of that nature. You know, how to create a, you know, um um uh what is the word? You know, the, the atmosphere, a um Well, yeah, but but you're going to miss a lot of things, like a safe environment for people to feel comfortable, and you're going to miss a lot of the things, you know, um, when you go to, you know, coaching, coach training school, it depends on which one you go to, but you learn a lot of strategies and skills on how to target certain things that are going on with certain people and you learn how to ask the right questions. So I would say it's imperative if you're going to go out there, especially, you know, and you're going to work with people, you don't want to mess anybody up. You don't want that on your hands. You don't want to get sued, you know, by giving somebody the wrong advice. So when if you really want to be a coach, learn how to do it the right way. Go get trained. Go get certified. And, and, and build your knowledge base. Because if, you're, if you want to be a coach, you have to be hungry for knowledge anyway. So
0: right. just go get trained on it. Absolutely, and you know, listen. You know, we've talked about it. You know, the the Lord is impressing in my spirit to actually start a coach training certification uh, program for those who want to do that. You know, um, it, because it's a lot. It's, let me not say a lot, but it's it's a a certain amount of information that you need and there's a you need to even train in a safe environment. You don't want to just train with somebody who's taking your money and then you come out of it and you know nothing. You know, you even you want your certification to be in a, a safe environment and you want to be able to get everything as you, that you need in that um, training. Now, once you get that, you know, like the basics of coaching, maybe you you want to know how to create, start that coaching practice, that business, how to set it up, and as Kizzy was saying, how, you know, website, what what needs to be on a coach's website, you know, those type of things, how you get yourself out there in social media, how do you get clients, and all of that, you know. Uh, some of the training schools, that focus just on the coaching aspect of may give you a little bit of knowledge about um getting started, like a a one-hour session. You need more than a one-hour session on starting that business. But I want you to think about all the knowledge that you have. Um, Go back and reassess yourself. As Kizzy was saying, you know, your childhood and even what you like doing right now, if you're thinking about being a life coach or a business coach, if you're thinking about being a business coach, look back over your own career and see what knowledge do I have that could be monetized, that I could actually um, – impart to someone and they'll pay for this knowledge you know maybe you are in sales or maybe you're in marketing or maybe you know uh maybe i mean there are business coaches in all sorts of fields i mean it's just amazing what you can do with the knowledge that you have and actually monetize that knowledge make money from it you know so or maybe you want to be uh uh you know, in a um a professional career where you are the an employee, but you want to move up, you know, to a certain level of management or supervisor or a CEO or a CFO and all those kinds of things. There's still ways that you can actually make money because even those people get called out to do um a professional conference speaking. You know, where they speak to the whole group or they. Teach a class, and they get compensated for that. So you don't have to leave your job or leave your profession to earn money to make to make some more money doing what you love to do. I know somebody who's in a uh, in a profession, and she's invited to speak all the time about her profession, and she's in uh, the health profession, and so she's invited all the time and gets paid to go speak to other nurses, to other people that are in the health profession. She goes to trade events, professional conferences. So it's a number of ways, ladies, that you can really monetize, you know, your knowledge. You can make money doing what you love. Remember, just keep the five laws. Build it on that. I agree with her five laws. Build it on that. And each one of them, you know, don't take forever, When you go through each one of those laws, spend a little time there, meditate, pray. You know, do you really know your purpose? If not, you need to connect with someone. You can connect with myself. You can connect with Kizzy. We can help you and facilitate you in discovering what your purpose is in life and what you need to do with that. And then, you know, you want to make sure that you create that compelling vision, Uh, statement for your life and for your business and you want to follow those laws all the way through and i guarantee you when you get to the end when you get to faith if you do the other ones the way she said it when you get to faith you will be ready to trust god step out and launch into the deep and get going on making money doing what you love and that's just awesome and remember two are better than one so don't try to do it by yourself like i said before Kizzy is available. Make sure that she gives you her information before we get off uh, the call, uh, the show on tonight. But also, you know, I'm available. We're both coaches. We come from uh, the two different perspectives that that meet up in the middle, that, you know, you need what I have, you need what Kizzy has. And when they come together, you have what you need to go forward in life and do whatever it is that God has purposed for your life to do. So, Kizzy, how can they get in contact with you?
1: Um, you can contact me through my website at www.getsocialized.biz. It is G E T S O C I A L I Z E D dot biz. You can also email me at Kizzy, K I Z Z I E, at getsocialized.biz. It's again G E T S O C I A L I Z E D dot biz. And our phone number is 504. 504- two three five one five five zero. Again my phone number is five zero four two three five one five five zero. And uh you know, definitely if you're looking to get something started if you're looking to move into your dream and really have something tangible, get in contact with me so definitely me and Ginger can get you started on the road to success. You know, we're definitely here to partner with you. I remember looking for that. I remember being out there and feeling alone on my journey, not really having a lot of people to talk to to understand what I was going through, and not a lot of help because not a lot of people share information. I remember going out there and trying to build my website myself and trying to do my social media myself and trying to do all of these things by myself when helping Help, you know, with us now, it's just a phone call away. So um, let us let us help alleviate some of your burdens, so you can get focused on what you love and what you do, and let us do
0: all the back office work for you. Absolutely. And do you have um, um, a coaching uh, report or something that, if they are in the beginning stage, like how to find your purpose, you know, um, like these five laws that you're talking about? Uh, do you have um, something like that or that they you know can get from you, or, or yeah, can you okay? So what?
1: Well, well, basically, what we do is a coaching program. So um, in in this coaching program, we go through all of these things as we design what you want to do, find out what you like to do, and start designing the business that you want. So it's more of a coaching program than a um, than a uh, a workbook. Okay,
0: but okay, I know, yeah, but maybe we can get together and put together something brief, like a short report, you know, something simple, like maybe 10 pages, you know, uh, with these five laws that you just taught, you know, um, so that they can uh, have something, because maybe they didn't take notes, you know, and so they can have something to remember, you know, with it and have your contact information, you know, connected to it, you know, just something just so they can get their feet wet. You know, a lot of times people are hesitant to move, but they'll, you know, a little short report, five, seven pages, something like that, you know, that we can actually give give to them, you know. um, And so you can get this report. We'll, We'll pull it together, and then what we'll do is, if you stay in contact with Kizzy, I'm sure she has something on her website where you can join her mailing list, you know, shoot her an email and give her your email address and say hey i was on the i was listening to the radio show can you put me on the list so when you get the report ready i would like a copy of the report and so in exchange for the report we're just asking you to give us your contact information so that we can stay connected to you you know and then from there we you know both of us will be able to let you know where you need to go from i I just truly believe if you can do the first step then you're ready to do the second, third, and, fourth, you know, fourth, whatever else goes on. But if you're not willing to do the first step, it's going to be kind of hard to try to get to the, the finish line if you didn't even start the race, you know. So um, uh, and, and it's just uh, a way to be able to uh, connect with you to let you know that we are, are dedicated and sincere in helping you get to where you want to be and just being able to touch bases with you as much as possible through this all of this social stuff that we got going on. And so you're also on Facebook, right, Kizzy? Uh, yes, I am. But the group is
1: private, so um, we can make okay. it public. Okay, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you can't get in that group. Well, <laughs> uh, you could get in it but yeah, you're gonna have to be a part I'm sure a part of the coaching program. Um but anyway, so you know how to contact her. You know how to get it in uh it's very important. The word of God says, write the vision down, make it plain up on tablets so those that read it will run with it. Those that read it include you. And that's why, you know, I'm saying maybe we can get something into your hands because when something is written on paper and you're working it out, you're reading it and you're working, you're answering the exact questions that she asked you uh, on the show tonight, the same exact same thing she taught is what I'm talking about putting on paper. So you can have it in front of you. You can go through it. And every step of the way, you know, every time you do one of these laws, and you know, write down what you need to write, you know, including getting to the faith because some people, their faith is not um, – strong enough to believe God, to to launch out. And so you have to build your faith. So you have to do certain things. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So you have to do some things to increase your faith so that you're ready to launch out and do what you love, making money, doing what you love. You need faith to launch out. I I promise you that one. Whether it's to take that first step or whether you're launching out into the deep for a bigger catch, you need faith to to do it, period. So, Please get in contact with Kizzy. You can contact me at ginger at com. Let us help you. We're so glad that you joined us on the show tonight. Um, so it's not. We, I know time is um, well spent. Thank you so much, Kizzy, for joining us um, for on the Ginger me. London show. you got to come back again and, and, and do something else. And so before we go, we do have a couple of people that's on the line. If you have a question, um, you can uh, press the number one on your phones, or if you can make the dial pad come up on your um, screen if you're uh, online. If you press the number one, we can bring you on, and you can ask a question before we leave. If not, we'll give you about two minutes to um, decide if you want to ask a question. If no one has a question, then we'll go ahead and close out um, the show. And, of course, you'll be able to um, listen to the replay. We'll post the replay link out there on Facebook and all the social sites that uh, we posted it on. And so before we leave, um, Kizzy, um, uh, as we're closing the show out on tonight, I want to ask you one final question and that w- that question is, what is it that you want the ladies to know about um um purpose and making money? And uh before you answer that question, do you have any events or projects happening this sh- coming up soon that you want them to know about?
1: Yes, um, we're hosting uh, various meetup groups in San Antonio. We are going to expand to New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, as well by this summer. And during this summer, we're going to be hosting uh, several holistic uh, retreats. So I look forward to all of that information coming your way where you can get an opportunity to spend um, a week with me and, and, and various speakers that are coming. We have a physician. His name is Dr. Darren McCauley. Um, He was the Philadelphia Phillies doctor. He um, is a a neuromuscular therapist, and he teaches medicine at the um, Philadelphia Orthopedic um, School, and he's going to be coming out and speaking about health and nutrition. We have another um, fitness boot camp that's going to be uh, hosted with – uh Brian uh Brian Williams uh he's the owner owner of Body Works LLC. Uh we're also going to be hosting um some stuff with him and some other um people that um I'm I'm working with to really help people move to the next level in, in in their lives, to really move forward on their passion, on their dreams, on being healthy, on being aware, on being emotionally stable, you know, just on on their career. Um, I have some other financial speakers that are that are um, that we're going to host different things throughout the summer. So, so really look forward to uh, a lot of events coming your way from us. And um, the question was um, the purpose. And could you what repeat you, that question? What, yeah. What is, What is the one thing
0: that you want to leave with them related to purpose and making money?
1: Oh my God! You have to make money. You know, living in your purpose. Because I remember having jobs that I didn't like and, you know, you're sitting there and you're watching the clock and you're hunched over and you're unhappy and, you know, you really want to be fulfilled in life. You really want to be fulfilled. And when you live on purpose, you really can be fulfilled and you can make money at it if you want to. If making money is a part of your vision, if that's how you design it, you will make money from it. So it, it, I just feel like it is imperative for everybody to live on purpose It is, yeah, in their purpose, you know what I'm saying, because it is the most rewarding, the most joyous, the most energetic feeling that you can ever feel when you really, really, really are living in what God has set forth for you. You know who you are. You don't fall into the craziness of the world. You don't worry about what other people are doing because you're focused on you, you know, and, it's, and where you're going, and it's... It's it's such a blessing, you know. I I I I couldn't think of my life any other
0: kind of way. I couldn't think of living any other Absolutely, and I will say this, when you make that first when you get paid the first time I mean really get paid. You know, not I mean, you know Everything you. Girl, I was so happy to get paid for I was uh, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> joyous when I was just getting the $200 checks, and, you know, I am really joyous when I get a $3,000 check. And, you know what I'm saying? I, I think that it's, for me, it's the joy of watching your journey unfold. It right. is really you know, the cusp of what you have set forth for your life and watching it slowly unfold. And it's not going to happen overnight. I swear to God, I graduated coaching school like, yeah, let's get it. Let's go ahead and I'm ready to, okay, I need to have a business. How do you do that? <laughs> so, you know, and it, it might not happen overnight, but if you believe it's going to happen and you keep that passion and that energy and that faith and that courage, I swear hmm. it is just the most amazing energetic feeling that you will ever have.
0: Um, let me tell you, when I was in grad school at Oral Roberts University, um, and I was graduating that year, and they needed one of the graduate students to talk to, the se- you know, one of the seminarians that was graduating, to talk to the other graduating seminarian. Seminarians, I knew when I did that thirty-minute presentation that I had something, because I had—I mean, everybody's attention; they were in awe, you know. And then right after that. Um, Bishop Paul Martin did his conference, the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship Conference in New Orleans. At that time, it was still in New Orleans. It was still, it was being held in the Superdome. I taught at Bishop's conference uh, the first time, and all I had was manuals. I didn't have any audios, nothing. What I did, though, I said, well, okay, my manuals were original writings. They were about 38 pages. 38 pages. I said I was selling them for fifteen dollars. And I said, well, everybody may not have fifteen dollars um, because they probably took everything to get to this conference. They are staying at the Hilton Hotel. It costs a lot of money. So what I did was I created teaching notes and I sold them for three in a little, in a pack for three dollars. I'm telling you, I taught from eight to nine fifteen, from nine fifteen to nine thirty because the next class started at at nine thirty. Um, i that's the only time I had to sell manuals. I taught the second class. After the second class, I only had 30 minutes to sell manuals. When I got back to the hotel room and added that up in a 30-minute in a uh, session, 15 and 15, all I had was 30 minutes to sell. In 30 minutes, I made $600 selling manuals in 30 minutes. And that's all I had at that time. So you can do it, ladies, if you're listening. I mean, and I'm telling you, I was amazed. When I got back to the room, my aunt was with me, and we started counting them, you know, money and took the bank out. <laughs> we started with and said, wait a minute, hold up. The next day, I had to do it again. I had to do it for one, let me see, one, four days in a row. I had to do it four days in a row. The same thing happened every day. By the time I got to the end of the week, I was up until, I mean, you know, close to almost $2,000 just from from teaching a class and having materials ready, one manual ready that was the, the manual for the class. I gave them an outline to follow me. I just didn't give them any meat on the outline because I wanted them to buy the manuals. And I told my family, I said, you have to have these manuals ready because they're going to come like uh, a swarm of bees trying to get this manual. Um they didn't believe me. When the class was over, they couldn't even get them out the box fast enough. That's how the people were buying them. So you have something on the inside of you that people are waiting on. You just got to learn uh, what way you need to package and present and, and, and whatever it is that you have to to actually make it happen for you. You know, I've taught a class before just, you know, where it was like a maybe a one-hour or one-hour and 15-minute class and got paid $800 to teach one class. You're going to have to be confident because when people know your work, when they know what you're good at and what you're capable of doing, if they want you there, they're going to pay for you to be there. Period. They're going to pay for you to be there. And I had to do that class for like three or four Mondays in a row. You know, and we're talking about $800 per Monday. So it's a way to do it. You just got to make sure all your ducks are in a row. And you have to make sure the bottom line, law number five is faith. Put that at at, at the Law number five, and then above number one, put you know prerequisite for everything, faith. So you need faith at the top and faith at the bottom of this package deal you have here. So that once again, thank you so much, ladies, for joining joining this show with us on uh, tonight. Uh, Kizzy, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and being gracious and generous with with your teaching and with sharing um, some tidbits and nuggets for the ladies to leave with. Ladies, once again, don't forget to connect with Kizzy, especially if you're in need of a website and all the other things that she does. You know, she can get you started with um without you paying that astronomical fee that people are charging. So you need to have something uh to get started with. Everything is socialized, and, you know, yes. and online. You need to you can't really sit in the house I think it's just, cool. you, you're going to need to get into this Internet thing. You're going to need to get out here and make it happen. You know, remember years ago, we had to be invited somewhere. Now, at a touch of a button, a person can experience your gift, experience your knowledge just with a tu- at a touch of a button, you know, so. Yes,
1: exactly. and that's exactly why we have also the apps and the mobile marketing tools so that now, you know, you not only live inside of their computers, but you live inside of their mobile devices. Yeah. 'Cause Because what we want to do is build a community of followers around your company because once you have you discover your purpose and you have that vision and you set forth and you create your company you're going to need people to follow you you're going to need clients and that's where we pick up on again where we help you create that beautiful community of loyal followers around your business
0: absolutely absolutely you need to get connected with her so Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope everyone has a blessed and prosperous evening. I'm so glad that you joined us on the show tonight. God bless you. We're going to close out in prayer, and then we're going to say good night. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this evening. We bless your name, O God. We just thank you for everyone that's listening by phone. We thank you for the information that was received and that they are uh, internalizing the information and and eager to begin to put it into practice so that they can begin to learn how to make money doing what they love. We thank you for Kizzy coming on tonight, sharing her knowledge. Lord God, I ask that you would supernaturally continue to empower her, continue to um, spiritually... uh, i gift her with what she needs to go forward even further in her business, on her journey, Lord God. I pray that her testimony will have power with it as she gives it and shares it with others. For everyone that's on the line who may be in business or may want to start a business or maybe they want to do something on the side, I ask that you would give them creative ideas and give them creative insight on how to get started, how to continue, how to go to the next level, how to launch out into the deep, how to take the first step. And we believe by faith that it is done and that you're right here with us as we go forth in what you have called and purposed us to do. We thank you, we love you, and we honor you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So God bless everyone. Thank you so much for listening on tonight. Have a great evening.